I'm telling you, best laid plans are, are amazing, but I want you to always be aware of the opportunity or the need to pivot. Do I need to go in a new direction? Is this not working? I know I've planned for this, but is there another way that I could go right now? Rachel Joy Barbeau, welcome to another edition of the Joy Starters podcast. I'm in this funny, amazing, blessed space between being known my um, entire life as Rachel Joy Barbeau, but I also got married and I'm really, really happy um, to have somebody's name, to have a partner. I just made a post the other day on Instagram um, about staring at my husband's hand, right? Um not many people know, um, and that's okay. I'm, I'm here to share it with you. That's what this podcast is about, sharing my life, sharing wisdom, sharing things that I have been through. And um, so my husband and I are wearing my grandmother and grandfather's wedding bands. And I grew up seeing this wedding band um, on my grandmother's hand. My grandfather died um, a little bit earlier in my life, but my grandmother was my soulmate. Um, the last few years of my mom's life, she was in turn my soulmate. My grandmother passing gave my mom and I that gift. That's another story for another day. But I grew up seeing these bands and they were the love of each other's life. And I grew up seeing particularly this band on my grandmother's hand and just loving it, adoring it. It's old school. It's filigree. It's white gold. And so, yeah, um, even further than covenant marriage, even further than those things um, and, and uh, you know, promise to God and getting married in front of him. And like I said, covenant and biblical and, um, and all the things, right? Like I look at his hand and I look at that ring and it just slays me. It slays me. So I'm in this, um, amazing space of being known as Rachel Joy Barbeau, um, but also being in my heart, um, and having more people know me as Rachel Joy Rohi. So that is, um, a little side story. If I sound tired today, I want to tell you I'm tired in the most amazing way. The first podcast that I did, the first episode, you heard me on the road. I was on the road. I'm going to be doing these podcasts wherever it strikes me. Um, it's not always going to be um, expertly produced or in a studio. I listen to many podcasts and I love them. I love them. And they're on many things and a lot of them are scripted and that is wonderful because that works for them. Um, but that's not how I speak. That's not um, how I teach. I have an idea of things I want to share with you and I'm going to share them with you. So you're going to get unscripted. You're going to get me from the road. You're going to get me tired. You're going to get me wherever it strikes me. And right now, the first one I did, I was coming back or leaving Arizona after working with Border Patrol and being up in Sedona. Um, for like the most magical 30 hours, if you will. Um, but this podcast, episode two, is when I have just finished TCU, speaking to the TCU football team earlier in the week, and now today just visiting with WVU. So there is that. And that is why maybe my voice sounds tired. I sound a little tired but I'm tired in the most amazing, best possible way because I'm doing what I'm meant to do in this world. I am exhausted with passion. I am um, overcome with 
just knowing that I'm walking in and affecting people's lives, right? And so I fly to Texas um, on Wednesday or on Tuesday night. I have my days all mixed up, to be honest with you. Um, I No, it was very early Wednesday morning. And then I spoke that evening. And uh, TCU is really special to me. One, I've always wanted to go there. It's a school that I have never gone to. Um, but secondly, like, and I say this, um, and I'm all snuggled up right now in my hotel bed. Um, so if you hear sheets rustling or anything in the background, that's exactly what's going on here. But I always say this, like, it's one thing to be um, invited into a school one time. And there's been many amazing schools that I've been to one time, and I am grateful. I am grateful for those opportunities, right? Like, there's, there's I mean, my gosh, gratitude, gratefulness, joy, all of those things. But when a coach or a school invites me in more than once and Sonny Dykes, when a coach leaves a school and goes to a new school and then has you in at that new school after they've had you in multiple times at the old school, oh my gracious, oh my gracious, right? Um, so it's been pretty amazing. That was amazing to see Coach Dykes again, love his wife as well, his beautiful wife, and to see some of the coaches there and to pour into TCU players. They had previously not had a ton of speakers. That was not part of their, um, their, what they did, their protocol and, and, and whatnot in their culture. Um, so it was amazing to pour into them. And here's a great, I always try to draw you into my podcast and have you walk with me in these stories. I want you to write this down or think about it or make a note or stick a little note if you're driving and uh, and listening to this podcast. When you pull over, stick a little note in your um, in your steering wheel. Like my mom used to do that to remind her of something whenever she got home. So if she had something, she could just stick a little piece of something in the steering wheel so she wouldn't pick up her phone or um, she couldn't be distracted. She would just grab something to stick it right there to remember. So you're always going to hear about Mama Gigi here. So I went into that talk believing that I was going to talk about mental health. And we did talk a little bit about mental health. But what I recognized in that talk was they really wanted to talk about relationships, relationships. And I believe I brought it up in the uh, in my first podcast, but I've been reading this book called Love and Respect. And it's amazing. And so I was teaching on love and respect. I was teaching on the difference in men and women. I was talking about, you know, how men generally go into a cave. I was talking about um, with their emotions and, and get quiet on people. I was talking about the difference. Check this out. The difference in both men and women and how we're raised. Let's take a twin, a set of twins. Okay. They're four years old. Both of them fall and scrape their knee in the driveway. What do we do to the little girl? We all oh, baby, 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 you're going to, it's going to be okay. Don't cry. What do we do to the little boy? Suck it up. Put some dirt on it. Shut up. Don't cry. Yeah, you're tough. You're tough. And we wonder why men are less apt to share their emotions, share their troubles. Now, we're changing that. That's what we're doing with Unchanging the Narrative, amongst so many other things. But I recognize that they were really, really leaning into this relationship talk and asking questions and and trying to um, understand. And so I made the conscious decision while I'm talking, while I'm talking, to um, pivot, to pivot in the middle of my talk and and just make it a mix. And so what I want to remind you today is I'm, my voice is tired. I'm halfway through this amazing trip, right? This amazing trip. And I'll tell you more about that on the next episode. Um, uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, and it is amazing. But I want you 
to remember the power of the pivot. This has happened to me before in so many areas of my life. One really notable time was the fact the second time I delivered my online course, The Blueprint, I, excuse me, the first time I decided at the last moment to make it a live course. And this was something that was already pre-recorded. The price point was for it to be a pre-recorded class. That's what we were going to do. And then boom, at the last minute, I felt God telling me to do this thing live. And I was talking about that this morning on the way to WVU because I got picked up um, by a friend that I met online. And we were both laughing because we said this is like how every crime blog, podcast, whatever it may be, show starts. I got picked up by a stranger I met online. She's actually amazing. She's actually going to be a speaker. And um, but, but there was a moment where I was scared that maybe she wasn't going to show up. Um, and yeah, we, we had a really good laugh about that. But you got to practice the pivot. So here I am. I decide to deliver this course live. And y'all, two people from my course fell in love. They met and they fell in love. And while I do believe that God is such a big God, that if it had not been in my course, they would have met on an airplane. You know, they would have met somewhere. That's the God of the universe. He can handle it. He doesn't need me. I think he uses me and you, but he doesn't need me. But because I was willing to pivot and put in a ton more work for the price point, these two people fell in love. I met another, I met so many amazing people. I met another king um, named Kyle Nelson that has one of the most impactful stories I've ever heard of saving a man's life at a gas station um, and choosing to get out and save his life and actually save three lives, the two lives of the perpetrator that were attacking the gas station attendant, literally in the process of murdering him. And this man, Kyle Nelson, this king, decided to get out and to and to help him. Right. So I got to meet these people because I hosted this podcast live. I got to make even more of an impact um, at TCU because midstream I was willing to pivot. Y'all, sometimes we have the best laid plans, right? Sometimes we have the best laid plans. We got it all planned out. It's great. It's wonderful. And um, but I'm telling you, best laid plans are, are amazing. But I want you to always be aware of the opportunity or the need to pivot? Do I need to go in a new direction? Is this not working? I know I've planned for this, but is there another way that I could go right now, right? So that was incredibly impactful to me. And a number of players stayed afterwards. I got messages and I, I, that's, that's everything for me, like everything for me. I, I travel the country and I pour out of my cup of my soul. If you've not heard me teach on this before, you have a cup in your soul. And every time you perform soul care, which is deeper than self-care, um, things that really affect your soul, anytime you you receive compliments, you receive joy, you giggle, you laugh, you play, you learn, you forgive, all of those things fill the cup of your soul. Anytime you love, you experience joy, like I said, you soul care, that fills your cup up. But I, like most of you, am constantly pouring out of my cup, constantly pouring out of my cup all the time. That's what I do in writing a book that I just finished that's coming out next June, which by the way, I can't talk about it yet, like in the details, but I can say that I saw the cover and it is beautiful and I cried. I cried, I cried, I cried. I'm so excited. We'll be able to share that with you soon. Um, and a book club and all sorts of really neat things that are coming in the Joy Starters Club, all that's coming. So 
all of these things have happened in my life. The course, them falling in love, like literally, I believe they'll get married one day, like meeting Kyle Nelson, having this profound impact at TCU and having players stay behind and send me messages and say, you know, you made me realize I was a king today. I'm going to forgive my dad. All these crazy, beautiful messages uh, because I pour out of my cup, right? And that's what I do. I travel the country and I pour out of my cup. And so um, it's so important to make sure that you are pouring back into your cup, that you're allowing people to pour back into your cup, that you're doing things that um, affect your soul. And what I teach, and um, I'm going to teach you now, is soul care is deeper than quote unquote self care. And if you just want to call it self care, that's fine. We call it soul care, and I'm changing the narrative. It's deep work. I say to people, and I kind of make people laugh, I get my nails done, but I've never had my soul changed, you know, replenished in the nail shop. Unless I'm talking to somebody and we bond over missing our mom or, you know, something like that, which has happened. And my nail guy named Ben is absolutely amazing. I sent my friend Laura to him um, when she came for my birthday and she came home with the most beautiful orchid. He said, hey, hold on a minute. It's Rachel's birthday. Um, let me go over here to Lowe's and came back with an orchid for me. I cried, y'all. It is the most beautiful orchid. And it lived and it was great. And um, and then I had to repot it and it lived for a long time. And then the blooms fell off and now a whole nother beautiful bloom is coming in. That's a side note. That's a side story. But my point is, is I've never really had profound experiences just by getting my nails done alone. So what I want to encourage you to do is what I've been teaching on this week. It's why I'm completely depleted right now, but in the best possible way, I want to teach you to be um, mindful and be thoughtful of what fills your cup. Be mindful and thoughtful of what is happening in your life and what you could do to put back in the cup of your soul. I don't know if that's napping. I don't know if that's reading an amazing book. I don't know if that's talking to people, if that's dancing, if that's playing the piano, if that's learning guitar. I have a friend, Casey Smith, who talks about it all the time. And she says, I talk all day for work, a barstool. I talk all day for work. I, I talk all the time. When I come home, she said, a lot of times I'll just turn everything off. Complete silence is a form of soul care for me. How am I supposed to hear my own thoughts if I'm just talking, talk, you know, have podcasts playing and I hope you listen to this podcast and love it and, and, um, and share it. But if I have music playing, podcasts, games, all those things, you guys, I get really quiet. So as I am, my, my cup is, is I'm tired. I'm physically tired, but my cup is full because I heard feedback. I hugged people. I held on to people's babies that were miracles. Like these football players, they're, they're somebody's baby. They're somebody's son. They're somebody's miracle. They're somebody's everything. And I got to talk about my people in that room that are in heaven. And I know they were proud of me. I miss my parents so much and all my people in heaven. So I'm physically tired. I'm emotionally spent, but my cup is, is got liquid in it. It's got liquid in it. And um, these next two days, I'm so excited. And I'm going to tell you more on the next episode. But these next two and a half days, I'm going to spend on Standing Rock Reservation. And I have another friend from the internet. This, this is a trip of friends from the internet named Lakota Betty, who was a Division One basketball player and is a speaker. And uh, Sadly, her twin sister took her life. And so I also met her online along with Jennifer Zimmerman today, um, who is just absolutely amazing and has a story that we're going to be sharing. And I'm changing the narrative very soon. 
of healing and overcoming an assault that um, was horrific and what restoration and healing and beauty that has come from that. So the second internet friend that I am going to meet, I meet tomorrow morning. Like literally I pulled up twice on this trip not knowing these people, like, I, I know their heart and soul because I've connected with them, talked to them, those things, but, like, literally never seeing them. Again, we totally laughed. This is how the most crime stories start, right? <laughs> so tomorrow is my second person that I'm meeting, and that's Lakota Betty, and I get to meet her mom, and what's happening on this reservation this weekend is a powwow. Forgive me. My mom served as a director in the Office of Indian Affairs when she was alive. She was in her late 20s, early 30s. And we have, um, we know we have Mayan blood. We know um, we're some of our, our ancestry is like some of the first Indians. We know that we believe we're Seminole, but we're not able, we're not able to trace that with the dogs. Well, many Native Americans aren't. But um, I've been really interested in getting into my ancestry and my um, genealogy as she was when she was alive and just learning who we are and where we came from and very been very interested in, I would say more than interested compelled and pulled towards getting to know my Native American history and so in getting to know um, Lakota Betty I um, uh, we started to talk and she's kind of guiding me on this journey on how to get reintegrated in my Native American roots and she says, look, I'm, you know, she's teaching these camps, these basketball camps. Would you like to come? Um, I want to hear her speak. That's one. That's a big one. I want to, you know, listen to her, learn from her because we're all learning from each other, y'all. We're all learning from each other, fam. And she said, it will just happens to be on the same weekend as the powwow. And she said, it just happens to be that, you know, they'll be, we'll pick wild sage. Um, it just happens to be that her uncle is over the food conservation program there. Um, it just happens to be there will be a powwow. It just happens to be I'll get to meet her mom. It just happens that we might get to do a sweat lodge. Like there's so much, and I'm going to steal her words, medicine there. There's so much medicine there. So I just love how God is the greatest author on this trip where, you know, a week ago I was in Arizona pouring out to Border Patrol agents and first responders down in Yuma, Arizona. And it was amazing, amazing. Come home for a few days and then go back out on the road and go to TCU. Thank you, Sonny Dykes. Thank you, TCU fans. And then turn right around and come to West Virginia, which, by the way, West Virginia is gorgeous. Pittsburgh, gorgeous. Um, I turn right around and do that and get to meet these kings today. And here's the coolest part about my visit to West Virginia today. It literally just happened today. Uh, my cool, The coolest part of my talk today at West Virginia is one, I started, I, I spoke with them during the pandemic. I spoke with West Virginia football during the pandemic. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I had a ton of bookings, like as many of us did, tons of plans in 2021, excuse me, 2020, and then everybody got locked down. And I lost all my speaking engagements, every bit of them. And I was so so, um, sad. So like, what are you doing, God? Like what's, what, what's happening here that I almost quit? I'm changing the narrative. I almost quit. I said, God, what are you doing to me? I've retired from sports casting and late 2019. This is what I thought you told me to do. And then this happens. And then I had 
a moment, you know, with God after a couple of days of belly aching where he said, do you have the means? Can you do this? Do, you, do people need you? Can you reach them? Yes, 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 yes. Have I equipped you? Have I given you a story? Yes, all those things. And so I began and my team began to call everybody we'd ever spoken to or everybody that we were talking to, any of our former clients, um, about to be clients and want to be clients. And we started doing Zooms. I started um, speaking to anybody and everybody. And West Virginia was one of those teams. And our understanding with them was I would come visit on campus once things opened up. Well, it took me a little bit to get here, but I'm here. And so this was the culmination of that first talk. So many of these guys I had met before. And some of them, um, Tony Mathis, I mean, just a number of them, like I have some personal relationship to, and I've talked to before privately about their lives. And so it was really amazing. And I told them today, um, I told them, I said, something happened with that talk in during COVID, in the lockdown. So you were the first team that I ever gave my cell phone number out to. And you're probably gasping like, <gasps> she gives her cell phone number out? Like what? How? Why? Like what? I do and I did because to players and athletes and, and uh, in colleges. And I, and I did that because... I didn't want people during the pandemic when we were all locked down to um, to have to go through social media if they needed something. And we have a psychologist and a mindfulness expert on staff. We have protocol if a player's in trouble at a college or a school. We'll get in touch with, you know, with obviously their school, their coaches, those things. We have a strict protocol that we, we go through. But I told him that today. I said, you, you, this team helped revolutionize the way I go about my business, meaning I want to be there for somebody. And I have had those middle of the night suicide phone calls and all of the three that has happened are alive and they're thriving. And I thank God for that. Right. So I told them that today. Um, and so there was this immediate, like they knew me and that's super cool when I get to go back to schools that already know me. So that's the, that's the other cool thing. But the really coolest thing about WVU today was their coach, Neil Brown. And listen to my voice. Like this is two days of hard speaking, like hard, gave it, left my guts on the meeting room floor. Um, Neil Brown said, we, we talked about a month or so ago and he said, I notice that you talk a lot about joy. You talk a lot about joy. I said, yeah, it's my middle name. And um, he said, I'd like if you'd come in and teach on joy. <laughs> Hot dog, y'all, get out of here. I get to teach on all sorts of things. Uh, and I'm writing a book about joy, but nobody's ever asked me to come in and teach on joy, especially to a large group of men. <laughs> and it was so cool to talk about joy today, that joy is a choice. How do we find our joy? And that sometimes, sometimes we're waiting for our joy. We're waiting to be happy until this happens, until that happens, until we get the girl, we get the guy, we get the raise, we get the job, we make the move. Y'all, we're standing right in the middle of a memory right now, right now. Whatever's going in your life, going on in your life, I guarantee there's some good part of it. There's somebody good in it, right? There's some good aspect to your life. And at some point in time, you're going to look back at this memory and it's going to be a memory, right? You're standing right in the middle of it. So don't wait for your joy. Live it right now. And it's through other people. For me, it's Jesus first and other people. Um, and so I just want to encourage you in that today. And I want to tell you how excited I am to, um, to go to Standing Rock. And find my medicine and connect with my Native American ancestors and spread some of my mama's ashes 
and find healing there and find healing there. I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving this new podcast. <laughs> thank you for letting me snot all over it. And, um, uh, and thank you for letting me be real and authentic. Somebody called me that today. They said, you're just so dang authentic. And I said, it's one of the best compliments you could ever give me. Thank you so much. I've just learned I'm not for everybody. But the people I'm for, I'm for. And the people that get me, get me. And they get me hard. And I get to touch your lives. And so I hope I touch your life this podcast. Please like, subscribe, share, all those things. Send this to somebody who needs it. Reshare it if you found it on social media. Send it to a friend. Send it to five friends. Say, you want to be part of this Joy Starters thing? Like, I'm a Joy Starter. Are you a Joy Starter? And the club's coming, y'all. I'm going to be talking more about it. The club is coming. The club is coming. The club is coming. We are we are putting the final pieces on it together. And um, it is going to be something that's so affordable and so amazing for you to be a part of. I love you guys. I'm so thankful for you. I'm holding space for you. I'm proud of you. You're a miracle. Until next time.